Salutations, listeners. You are listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it's our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are going to be taking a look at some of the more famous hits, if you will, of the great William James Basie, better known to fans as Count Basie. That's right, he is part of the jazz royalty, talking about Earl, Father Hines, Duke Ellington, King Oliver, Mr. Jelly Lord, Jelly Roll Morton. We've covered a couple of these in the past, and frankly, it's high time we give Count Basie his due. Now, Count Basie had a certain feeling in his band, that certain elegance of time and space, that Kansas City swing, and a hell of a lot of great soloists on top of that that have come through his orchestra. So, for those who may be more modern jazz-minded, or for those who may be just kind of, you know, in not in the know-how of the great Count Basie, we are going to be featuring 25 of my favorites that are also well, well, well-known favorites. So, if you ain't hip to Basie, baby, this is the episode for you. Because we're going to be... Uh, slicing up 25 of his most well-known tunes and we're going to be talking a little bit about Count Basie and uh, some of the great soloists to come in his band. So, remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, or the like. And we also have our website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast.wordpress. Com. That's got all the track and album art information. Plus, you can find us at Twitter, at NDHJazz. Love to hear your comments, but now, let's get to some magical music by the great Count Basie. Thank you. 
Standing in the back door crying Yes, I left my baby Standing in the back door crying She said, baby, you got a home Just as long as I've got mine When I leave you, baby, count the days I'm gone. When I leave you, baby, count the days I'm gone. Where there ain't no love, there ain't no getting along. Thank you. 
All right, so that was Swingin' at the Daisy Chain, which comes from the complete DECA recordings of Count Basie. Before that, we heard Jive at Five, which comes from the exact same collection. It's a three-CD set from DECA Records, um, and it's just all fantastic early stuff by the Count Basie Orchestra. Um, Before that, we heard from the great vocalist Jimmy Rushing, and we heard I Left My Baby. Standing in the back door crying. And nobody has a, a voice like Jimmy Rushing, who is quite a rotund man. Uh, and he was given the nickname of Mr. 5 by 5 if that gives you <laughs> any indication. Uh, but just sensational voice. And before that, our second track that we heard in that set was Dance of the Gremlins. You know, it was way before, you know, Mogwai's and you know, feeding them after midnight or getting them wet. This was uh, 1943 to 1945 from the Chronological Classics series. And then we opened up the set with one of the great numbers associated with the Count Basie Orchestra, One O'Clock Jump. And that comes from the 1936 to 1938 edition of the Chronological Classics. Um, and the thing to keep in mind is, you know, uh, One O'Clock Junk was a head arrangement. And for those of you who don't know what a head arrangement is, um, it was an arrangement that was created on the spot because, you know, Basie used to play these hours and hours and hours and hours long gig, you know, like four, five, six hour gigs, um, you know, at clubs like the Reno. And what it was is they would come up with uh, just improvising. They'd come up with a riff. And um, they would basically say, well, let's say the saxophones came up with this riff, you know, and uh, um, then the trumpets would sit there and go, oh, that sounds pretty good. Well, let's add this to it. And then they start harmonizing that their riff to add to the saxophone player's riff. And then the rhythm section would riff, and that's what a head arrangement was. So let's talk a little bit about Basie. Basie's birthday is coming up on August 21st, and... Um, We'd, I just figured that it would also be another good reason to uh, do a little spotlight on Count Basie. So he was an American jazz pianist. He also played the organ. Of course, he was a band leader that we could hear. And he was a great composer. Uh, he formed his first jazz orchestra in 1935. And he took it over from the Benny Moten Band, you know. Uh, and he took them to Chicago for a long engagement in their very first recording. And that continued for almost 50 years. And um, he he basically was responsible for a lot of innovations as far as jazz, swing, big band, you know, uh, things go. Because he not only was one of the first to really invent a big band style of head arrangements, but... He also created innovations like splitting the two tenor saxophones, you know, emphasizing the rhythm section within a big band, uh, riffing with a big band, you know, uh, and using various arrangers to broaden the sound of the band. Um, But he also had many soloists that were very prominent underneath him throughout his history of the Count Basie Orchestra, including, but certainly not limiting it to, the great Lester Young, who was also known as Prez, 
Herschel Evans, Freddie Green on guitar, Walter Page on the bass, Joe Jones on the drums, Buck Clayton on the piano, Sweets, I'm sorry, Buck Clayton on the trumpet, Sweets Edison on the trumpet, Al Gray on the trombone, Jimmy Rushing and Joe Williams on vocals, Clark Terry on trumpet and flugelhorn. Uh, man, just so many of them. It, 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 he's also had Billie Holiday sing with the band. Um, he's also guest starred with many, many, many different uh, people, and he's had even people like Quincy Jones arrange for the band, as well as Neil Hefty and Sammy Nestico, and the list is truly endless. Frank Foster, Frank Wes, uh, playing like you know flute and tenor saxophone, and it's just yeah, killer, killer, killer stuff. So. Definitely a lot of rich history there. But Bill Basie, you know, better known as Count Basie, was born in Red Bank, New Jersey in 1904. And um, he actually, he always dreamed of a traveling life because he was inspired by, you know, touring carnivals that would come to town. And, you know, he got a job, you know, working as... Um, you know, kind of like a, a chores, kind of like groundskeeper sort of thing for different uh, places like the Palace Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey. And that gained him free admission so that he could watch all the shows. And then he would learn to improvise music that was appropriate for the different acts in the silent movies, etc. Uh, and even though he was a natural at the piano, he actually preferred drums. But he was... <laughs> he, he came to know Sonny Greer who is better known as the drummer in Duke Ellington's band. And Sonny Greer also lived in Red Bank, New Jersey, and he became Duke's drummer in 1919. So at that point in time, Basie was 15 years old. And when he heard Sonny Greer, uh, he, he switched to piano exclusively. <laughs> and what's funny is that Sonny Greer and Count Basie actually played in these venues together until Greer kind of was a professional. Uh, but by then, Count Basie was playing, you know, pickup gigs for dances and resorts and little shows and things like that. And uh, when he wasn't playing a gig, he was hanging out at the pool hall with other musicians uh, where he picked up uh, more gigs and he was hip on all the gossip. So, and, um, yeah, and he would play at different places until, you know, he got a better gig, so. But around 1920, he went to Harlem, New York, which was a hotbed of jazz. And uh, he lived a block from the Alhambra Theater. And uh, as soon as he got there, he bumped into his good friend Sonny Greer, who was by then, of course, with the Washingtonians in Duke Ellington. And he met many of the musicians who were on the scene at the time, like Willie the Lion Smith, James B. Johnson, other Harlem Stride piano, piano players like that. But it was actually the great Fats Waller who was a huge inspiration to him, and not only as a piano player, but as a composer and as an organ player. And it, Fats Waller was playing organ at the Lincoln Theater, uh, backing up all the silent movies and stuff like that. And it was actually Fats Waller who taught Basie how to play the organ. And um, as he did with Duke Ellington, Willie the Lion Smith helped Duke Ellington, but he also helped 
Count Basie out uh, during the lean times by arranging gigs at house rent parties. Uh, and this, you know, would help him, uh, Basie, you know, Willie the Lion Smith would help introduce Basie to other musicians at the time. And he also would teach him some piano technique stuff. And so it was a good chance for Basie to, you know, hobnob and, you know, make some connections. Uh, in 1928, Basie was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and heard this great bass player named Walter Page and his famous Blue Devils. And uh, this also, this group featured the great Jimmy Rushing on vocals, who we just heard with I Left My Baby. And uh, a few months later, he was invited to join the band, which played mostly in Texas and Oklahoma. And it was at this time that Bill Basie started being called Count Basie. So, following year in 29, Basie became the pianist with the Benny Moten Band, and, and, which was based in Kansas City. And, long story short, um, the Moten Swing song, which Count Basie claimed credit for, was an incredible contribution to the band and the, the swing feel that the band had. Um, when the band voted Benny Moten out, Count Basie took over for several months, calling the group Count Basie and his Cherry Blossoms. Now, when his own band folded, he rejoined Moten with a newly reorganized band. But a year later, Count Basie joined Benny Moten's band and then played with him until Moten's death in 1935 from a bad tonsillectomy. When Benny Moten died, the band tried to stay together but couldn't make a go of it. Then, Count Basie formed his own nine-piece band, the Barons of Rhythm, with many former Benny Moten players, including Walter Page on the bass, Freddie Green on the guitar, Joe Jones on the drums, Lester Young on the tenor saxophone, and Jimmy Rushing on vocals. Now, that is the core group for the Count Basie Orchestra. But that was 1935, and that rhythm section was known as the All-American Rhythm Section. Papa Joe Jones on the drums, Freddie Green on guitar, Walter Page on bass, and Count Basie on the piano. So, the band included many of the alumni like Lester Young as well, who is one of the most famous soloists within the group. And they played at clubs like the Reno Club and would be broadcast on the radio, but sometimes very late. So late one night, the band started improvising, and the results came to the head arrangement of what we now know as One O'Clock Jump, which we started off that entire set with. According to Count Basie, he said, quote, We hit it with the rhythm section and went into different riffs, and the riffs just stuck. We set the whole thing up front in D-flat, and then we just went on playing an F. It became our signature tune. So there you go. And in fact, One O'Clock Jump was so famous that it was one of the featured arrangements by the Benny Goodman Orchestra. And Benny Goodman, of course, was known as the King of Swing during this era. So we're not going to get too much more in detail right now. I just wanted to kind of set things up for you, give you a little history on Count Basie. So let's get to another set of great music. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to our spotlight on the great 
Count Basie here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you. 
of Lester Leipzig. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was Lester Leaps in, <coughs> which is one of Basie's big tunes. Uh, but that version was the Count Basie at Newport version from 1957, July 1957 which featured, oh my God, such a array uh, of bassy talent. And it was uh, a homecoming or a reunion concert uh, by so many means. It, uh, it featured, of course, um, in, in this entire album, not that particular track, but the entire album had both Jimmy Rushing and the great Joe Williams on vocals, Sonny Payne on the drums, Joe Jones on the drums, Eddie Jones on the bass, Freddie Green on the guitar, of course Count Basie on the piano, uh, Wendell Cully, Roy Eldridge, Renald Jones, Thad Jones, Joe Newman, all on trumpets, Henry Coker, Bill Hughes, and Benny Powell on the trombone, Bill Graham and Marshall Royal on alto saxophone, Frank Foster, Illinois Jacquet, Frank West, Curtis Charlie Folks, and the great Lester Young on tenor saxophone. And in fact, that's who we actually heard soloing there. Fiercely is the great Prez himself, Lester Young. And Lester Young was one of the uh, most famous, if not the most famous soloist from the Count Basie Orchestra throughout its entire almost 50-year existence. So, yeah, if you want a great album from beginning to end, Count Basie at Newport. Just amazing music. Uh, before that, we heard Jumpin' at the Woodside from the Verve album Basie in London. Uh, Jumpin' at the Woodside. The Woodside actually used to be uh, a hotel, the Woodside Hotel, where the Count Basie band would play. And in fact, they would rehearse in the basement of the Woodside Hotel. So literally, Jumpin' at the Woodside uh, was one of those you know, tunes that was just aptly named. Like, where are we playing? Where do we come up with this riff? Okay, the Woodside? Okay, so jumping at the Woodside, there you go. And it became a huge big band hit. Uh, before that, we heard Whirly Bird uh, from Basie at Birdland featuring the great John Hendricks on scat vocals. And if you're not familiar with John Hendricks, you may be and you don't even realize it. Uh, John Hendricks was a force 
and scat singing and vocalese music all into himself. But he was probably became better known at first through the vocal group that he was a part of, Lambert, Hendrix, and Ross. And we've recently um, lost the great Annie Ross, um, and she was in an indelible part of that group, and it was a wonderful group. And John Hendrix was a part of that, and um, they were also Lambert Hendrix and Ross, part of a uh, an album with Dave Brubeck, with Louis Armstrong and Carmen McRae called "The Real Ambassadors," and we've featured some of the music uh, from that album on some of our past podcasts here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast. But um, John Hendrix, an amazing vocalist and he was one of the vocalists and soloists in a different form that was featured from that album Basie at Birdland and um, before that we heard Oh Lady Be Good uh, by the Count Basie Orchestra from their album 1936 to 1938 from the Chronological Classics and that featured one of the classic Lester Young tenor saxophone solos. But, you know, Lester Young was one of two main tenor saxophone players that was really looked on as a pioneer in sound and in improvisation in those early days. And the other person who was a tenor saxophone titan at the time was the great Coleman Hawkins. Hawk as he was better known in some circles. And that is actually who we heard as a soloist in the very first song of this last set. And the first song that we heard in the set was a tune called 920 Special. And um, Count Basie had Coleman Hawkins come in as a soloist for that track. And uh, that comes from the album 1940 to 1941 on the chronological classics. Now, if you're trying to scribble this down or type it in your phone or look it up, don't worry. We've already got all that covered for you. All you have to do is go to the website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast, dot WordPress, dot com. And there you can find all the tracks from each one of our episodes and the correlating artwork beneath it so you know exactly what to order you know exactly what to look for or exactly what to start digging for in your local record shop also you can find the dr jazz podcast wherever you find your podcasts apple apple music podcasts soundcloud stitcher make sure you subscribe leave us some comments we'd love to hear from you and if you'd like to follow us on twitter so that you know when each new episode drops you can do that too just follow us at N-D-H Jazz. And we'd love to uh, hear from you. Now, speaking of one of the tracks that we just heard from with John Hendricks from Basie at Birdland, it brings up the point that a lot of big band leaders from the 30s and 40s uh, fell off the radar. And the reason for that is because bebop became uh, the new music, the new method to express oneself through improv and you know, a different kind of swing and a different kind of group. These were mainly smaller groups, and they had a complete different musical vocabulary than a lot of the big bands did. Um, but there were a few big band leaders who really embraced 
uh, bebop in one way or another. Now, you had certain groups, like Woody Herman, that not only used Dizzy Gillespie as an arranger for some of their tunes, uh, but kept reinventing itself as a band. And um, that's one of the reasons that you saw the Woody Herman band continue on into the 70s. Duke Ellington was very much open to any and everything. He was highly experimental with his groups. But for somebody so immersed in that swing feel like Count Basie, Basie said that he would add touches of bebop, quote, so long as it made sense and it all had to have feeling, which is a good you know, thing. Um, the Count Basie band was sharing Birdland with bebop greats at the time, like Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie and Miles Davis. But behind the occasional bebop solos, he always kept his strict rhythmic pulse. So it doesn't matter what they do up front, the audience gets the beat. Basie also started adding flutes to some numbers, which is a novelty that became widely copied in other bands and other groups. Now, soon his band was touring more and recording again. And the new band at this time included Paul Campbell, Tommy Turrentine, Stanley Turrentine's brother, Johnny Lettman, Adrias Suleiman, and Joe Newman on trumpet. Jimmy Wilkins, Benny Powell, and Matthew G. on the trombone. Paul Quinnishit, who was known as the vice president because he sounded so similar to Lester Young, who was known as the president of the tenor saxophone. Floyd Candy Johnson, Marshall Royal, Ernie Wilkins, and Charlie Folks on saxophones. Downbeat Magazine said that Basie has managed to assemble an ensemble that can thrill both the listeners who remember 1938 and the youngster who has never heard a band like this before. So, that was one of those things that, you know, Basie was trying to stay modern in his own way. And it wasn't long after this that he actually hired the great Neil Hefty to be an arranger for the band. And Neil Hefty, besides being a great arranger, also provided many original compositions that became hits for the Basie band. He also um, started doing tours uh, like with the Birdland Stars uh, that included Sarah Vaughn, Errol Garner, of course their old friend Lester Young, George Shearing, and Stan Getz. So, now, we're going to be talking in this next set after this is over about the great feeling that Count Basie gives. So, we know that he's not opposed to bebop. We heard that. In fact, due to making that decision, it allowed him to tour and record and play in certain venues that normally would not have housed a big band like Birdland. But... That feeling that he talked about, as long as that feeling, that beat, that pulse was there. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about after we focus on that for this next set. Do not go anywhere. This is one of the best sets of this entire show. You are listening to the Count Basie special on the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
one to walk with, I'm all by myself. No one to talk with, but I'm happy on a shelf. Ain't misbehaving, saving my love for you. I know for certain the one that I love Through with flirting, it's just you I'm thinking of Ain't misbehaving Saving my love for you Like Jack Horner I'm in a corner Don't go nowhere what do I care? Your kisses are worth waiting for. Believe me, baby, I don't stay out late. I don't care to go. Home about ain't just me, my TV and radio. Ain't misbehaving, saving my love for you. Saving my love for you Like Jack Horner, I'm in the corner. I don't go nowhere, but what do I care? Your kisses are worth the waiting for. Leave me, baby. I don't stay out late. I don't care to go home about it. Hi-Fi TV and radio Ain't misbehaving Saving my love Saving my love for you, baby My little baby I am saving my love My little baby saving my love just for you
Just so much feeling. So that last tune was an original composition by Neil Hefty, one of the arrangers that we were just talking about in the last break <coughs> before we started this set. And that's a tune called Little Darlin'. And it is featured on the 1957 album The Atomic Basie. And... Um, yeah, it beautiful muted trumpet solo by Wendell Cully. Um, Joe Newman's also in the trumpet section, as is Snooky Young, Thad Jones, uh, Al Gray, and Benny Powell and Henry Coker are on the trombone section. Marshall Royal, Frank West, Eddie Lockjaw Davis, Frank Foster, and Charlie Folks is in the saxophone section, and of course. Um, Sonny Payne is on the drums, Eddie Jones on the bass, Freddie Green on the guitar, and the captain himself, Count Basie, on the piano. Now, what's interesting to note there is everybody loves the the coziness and the feel and the this the the, the laid back rhythm of that song because Little Darlin' is known as one of the songs that really show that Count Basie swing, that Count Basie feel to the music. But what a lot of folks don't realize is that we were this close to that being a very fast, up-tempo tune. I recently saw this interview, and I highly you know, advise everybody to check it out if you like uh, great stories. There's an interview on YouTube between the great Joe Williams and Clark Terry. And they were talking about stories from the Basie band and all sorts of things. And Clark Terry was saying, oh yeah, you know you know what the story is behind that, right? And uh, Joe Williams is like, well, I know what I think the story is. And anyway, so Basie had shared the story with Clark Terry and Joe Williams confirms it because Joe Williams is actually on this record as well. And um, the story goes that Neil Hefty brought in this arrangement of a tune called Little Darlin'. And he had it like... And Basie just shook his head and says, no, no. No. And this is a testament, they said, to Count Basie's profound sense of arrangement, time, and rhythm. 
They said, basically said, no, no, Neil, this has got to go way slower. And so Neil's like, oh, well, okay, well, we can make it a slow swing. Basie just shook his head and says, no, no. And Basie says, And Neil goes, oh. (laughs) So it's thank goodness to Basie's foresight and vision and innate sense of time and rhythm that we have this cozy beautiful tune that is really a showcase of that bassy swing that bassy feel that we have in music and um, that's what was really on display for this last set and I just love that song Little Darling and it's truly just due to that it's luscious chords and the saxophones it's a beautiful trumpet solo but more than anything it's that laid back swing to it all mm. before that we heard a song called cute uh, which gives a little nod to Freddie Green and uh, is a feature for Sonny Payne on the drums from the album Breakfast Dance and Barbecue on Roulette Jazz label. Count Basie and his orchestra featuring Joe Williams. It was from May 31st, 1959. Features a lot of these same cats like Wendell Coley, Snooky Young, Thad Jones, Frank Foster, Frank West, Marshall Royal. Count Basie at the piano, of course. Freddie Green on the guitar that they were uh, so lovingly talking about. But it also features Joe Williams and... Sweets Edison, so how could you go wrong with that? And Cute, even though it's a drum feature, is one of those things that's a very contained swing, which is super cool. And it's live, so there's no overdubs, there's no redoing it, which makes it even more important. And before that, speaking of the great Joe Williams, we heard him in a uh, beautiful setting with Count Basie on the organ. And we already talked about that because the great Fats Waller is the one who taught a young Bill Basie how to play the organ. And it's only fitting that we played Ain't Misbehavin'. From the album Memories Ad Lib, we got to hear Basie on the organ and Joe Williams swinging that Fats Waller classic Ain't Misbehavin' and the sense of swing and time and laid-back sensibilities were all on display. So, that's one of my favorite albums by those two. And they had a great musical chemistry. You know, like a father-son sort of thing between Joe Williams and Count Basie. And the result is swing ecstasy. So there you go. Before that, we heard one of the great ballads associated with the Count Basie Orchestra, Blue and sentimental and that comes from the album the complete deca recordings disc one of three and that's kind of been one of our main go-to features here on the podcast but there's a lot of great gold in that set it really is 
and uh, such a luscious melody. It really is, and it features um, Herschel Evans. That's, yeah, gorgeous stuff. And then we opened up the set with All of Me, which is the Billy Byers arrangement of All of Me, and it comes from the Live in Japan 78 recording on Pablo Records, featuring the orchestra in a flip-flop role, if you will. The melody is actually within the rhythm section, and it's the big band that's actually kind of accentuating the rhythm section instead of the other way around. So you hear this like really quaint, swinging, laid back. You just hear that guitar strumming. And then, bam, comes the big band. And man, the swing in that is just incredible on those ends of the beats and the syncopation everything just falls in line and that truly is the reason why I put so many of those together in the same set that syncopation that perfect sense of swing and time that sensibility to know exactly where you're at within the the, the beats and the ends of the beats at the same time you're laid back and that feeling translates in a very strong sense from the Basie organization through every record some more than others but it's that that is the draw to the Count Basie orchestra and has been for years almost 50 years they were together and in fact the one of the ghost orchestras is what they call it you know um, is the Count Basie orchestra and they are still touring well not now in the pandemic but there's still a, an active band and that's what's really cool so uh, and that's still the thing that brings people out to hear the Count Basie orchestra even since Basie's been gone his orchestra lives on and it's all because of that innate sense of swing and that warm feeling that they give to everybody who's who listens and loves this music so, if you're a fan of Count Basie, hopefully these are some nice familiar tunes for you. And if you're new to it, hopefully you're finding some stuff that makes you feel good all over. Because that's what we're here to do. We're here to cure whatever it is that ails you. And Basie is one of the best prescriptions for that. So, thank you for listening. Uh, we do have a few more sets coming at you. So, don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Count Basie Special on the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
Alright, so that was a tune called Easy Does It. And it comes from a, a, a collection on Columbia Jazz uh, called The Essential Count Basie Volume 2. There are three volumes and they're all fantastic. Um, but I just love, love, love that tune. Easy Does It. And, you know, it, it's... It's one of those things that it, you know, in Count Basie's autobiography, he, he talks about how, you know, Easy Does It and, and other tunes like that and kind of what we were talking about in the, the previous set. And he says, quote, I think the band can really swing when it swings easy, when it can just play along like you're cutting butter. And no doubt, Easy Does It is one of those kind of tunes. It's just, it's so light, free-flowing. It's like an angel food cake. Yeah, you know, I always give food analogies because I love food. And it really is. It's one of those great tunes that just, and, and it's been covered by a lot of different, uh, you know, jazz guys. Oscar Peterson, Kenny Burrell, etc. But, man, Easy Does It by the whole Count Basie band. That's what it's about. Now, before that, we heard Open All Night, and it comes from the 1957 album, The Sound of Jazz, and that was a, uh, an album that was actually taken from a TV broadcast recording, which you can view on YouTube, and it's from 1957 on uh, CBS Columbia, uh, called The Sound of Jazz, and that featured the Count Basie band with so many of its members and also peppered in our great soloists like Coleman Hawkins, Ben Webster, Lester Young, Jerry Mulligan, Sweets Edison, Roy Eldridge, Billy Holiday. Um yeah, and it it's just and what is it? Thelonious Monk's on that uh broadcast as well with his own trio playing a number. Uh Jimmy Jufy Jimmy Jufrey with uh Pee Wee Pee Wee Russell is on that, um, and that's a great little thing, a little snippet there as well. Uh, Henry Red Allen is on the, the program. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of great, great songs. Uh, Jimmy Rushing's on that program, and in fact, I think um, I Left My Baby, which we heard earlier, is on that program. So it's definitely worth checking out. It's black and white, yeah. You know, it's not color TV stuff yet, but man, the music is just out of this world. And it opens up with that song that we just heard, Open All Night, from The Sound of Jazz. Killer, killer music. Uh, before that, we heard, as the metal track, Evening which is one of the great songs sung by Jimmy Rushing, Mr. 5x5 Five Five with the Count Basie Orchestra. And Evening is one of those tunes that I've heard covered by modern bands like the New Orleans Jazz Vipers. And I've heard it covered by Count, Cab Calloway with his orchestra as well. So this is a song that is, it transcends time. It really does. But this is the original. So Evening. Man, it's just it's one of those great tunes, and it also features another great um, track with Jimmy Rushing. So, there you go. Uh, before that, we heard Taxi War Dance. And 
the cool part about Taxi War Dance uh, is it's just a killer band. It's from the album 1939 from the Chronological Classics. Features Chew Berry, which is one of the um, the big soloists in Cab Calloway's band as well. Lester Young, Buddy Tate, Buck Clayton, Dickie Wells, uh, Sweets Edison, and Shad Collins. I mean, what an incredible lineup. So, all in the same year. All in the same year. And Taxi War Dance is just one of those that... It's like a jitterbug tune. It's just it swings like mad, and it's just great. And then we opened up the set with Basie Straight Ahead from the album of the same name, Basie Straight Ahead, which features uh, Harold Jones on the drums, Norman Keenan on the bass, of course, Freddie Green on the guitar, uh, Charlie Folks, Eric Dixon, Eddie Lockjaw Davis, Bobby Platter, and Marshall Royal on the saxophones, Grover Mitchell, Bill Hughes, Steve Galloway, and Dick Boone on the trombone, and George Cohn, Gene Coe, Oscar Brashear, and Al Ahrens on the trumpets, and of course, the great Count Basie on piano. That is a Sammy Nestico arrangement, important to note there, one of the many great, great arrangers that Count Basie used on different albums to expand the sound palette of the band. Uh, Yeah, great, great stuff. So, also wanted to bring up a couple of things. You know, Count Basie was featured in many, many different things. Like, um, he was featured in the some interviews with Oscar Peterson. He was also featured in an episode of Jazz Casual by Ralph J. Gleason, uh, which you can find relatively easily. And he just talks to Basie and all those things and it just interviews him. And what's really miraculous is about that is, you know, we always hear this sparse piano playing and we just assume that maybe it's a lack of technical skills on, on Basie's part, but that is not true. He actually shows in that interview with Ralph J. Gleason on Jazz Casual that he can play the hell out of some stride jazz piano and and he he demonstrates that then he said but you know you do that for eight hours a night man you you lose your chops pretty early so I learned when we had to do those late gigs for hours and hours on end that plop plop splank is a lot easier to do (laughs) so that's a great interview to watch as well um but he's in other things, whether you realize it or not. Um, Cinderella with um, Jerry Lewis. You know, he's uh, he makes a cameo in that film. Uh, Sex and the Single Girl. I think that's Tony Curtis, you know. And uh, Natalie Wood. He's in that with the band. And probably most uh, infamous or famous, whichever way you want to look at it, is the great... Um, Blazing Saddles movie and um, with Mel Brooks and you cannot beat it because you know the sheriff who's a black sheriff is in the middle of the desert and he's walking through and then there's Count Basie and his big band just in the middle of the desert (laughs) Uh, and you know yeah so he's made quite a number of cameo appearances and stuff but it's worth noting and um 
you know, something that's really important uh, that I don't think a lot of people realize is that, you know, we've had the Grammys for, for quite a while, right? And that question kind of gets brought up in different, like, trivia things. But since this is a jazz podcast, um, I think it's worth noting that this should just be common knowledge and not one of those things that's just like, an, oh, really? You know, in a trivia question. For instance, you know, like Herbie Hancock is the very first one to win the best video for like the MTV Video Music Awards, which is funny because he's a jazz pianist. But his song Rocket that had all the robots, you know, it was the one who was the very first best video because it was very original. Well, Count Basie in 1958 became the very first African-American to win a Grammy Award. 1958, the very first African-American to win a Grammy was Count Basie. Many others have won since. In fact, I think at the very next year, Miles Davis won for Sketches of Spain. But the very first was Count Basie. All right. Thank you for listening. We got one more set coming at you. I guarantee you it is five killer tracks, so do not go anywhere. Remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast: Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher. So make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, share with your friends, and leave a comment if you can because we always love to hear from you. Also, you can find every track and album art uh, for each episode on our website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A. Double Z podcast dot WordPress dot com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter to find out when each newest episode of the podcast drops, you can do that too. Just follow us at NDH Jazz, and we'd love to hear from you. So, got one more set of Count Basie magic coming at you. Do not go anywhere, it's going to be great. <laughs>
Every day I have the blues Every day Every day I have the blues Well you see me worry baby Because it's you I hate to lose Nobody loves me Nobody seems to care Nobody loves me Nobody seems to care Speaking of bad luck and trouble Well, you know I've had my share I'm gonna pack my suitcase Moving on down the line Oh, I'm gonna pack my suitcase and move on down the line Well, there ain't nobody worrying and there ain't nobody crying Seems to me every day, every day, every day I have the blues Every day, every day, every day, every day I have the blues You see me worry, baby Because it's you I hate to lose Nobody loves me Nobody seems to care Nobody loves me Nobody seems to care Speaking of bad luck and trouble You know I've had my share I am packing up my suitcase I am moving down the line, yes Well, ain't nobody worrying And there ain't nobody crying Seems to me every day
one more time. One more once. Right, one more time. <laughs> okay, so we started off that set with the great Shout It and Feel It, which comes from the recently discovered Savory Collection, uh, courtesy of Mosaic Records, which is incredible. And it's like all these great things from 1935 to 1940, and it features, you know, John Kirby and Fats Waller, and of course, the great Count Basie band live. So we got to hear Shout It and Feel It. And after that, we got to uh, hear Until I Met You, which is um, a great tune. And this time, we got to hear two great big bands together. It was the Count Basie band alongside the Duke Ellington Orchestra with the Columbia Records album The Count Meets the Duke first time two great orchestras and they play hits like take the a-train and jumping at the woodside but they also have songs like until i met you which is one of the most swingingest tunes ever of all time and it's definitely a staple from the basie band now after that we got to hear one of the songs that absolutely catapulted the Count Basie Orchestra back to prominence and fame after a bit of a slump in popularity. It came from the great Joe Williams on vocals, and it was Every Day I Have the Blues. And it was covered by every jazz guy, the Count Basie Orchestra, every blues artist. In fact, even the great Professor Longhair has made many a record of Every Day I Have the Blues. So that's how important that record was to not only Joe Williams, but to the great Count Basie. And in fact, that's one of the things that, because of that popularity, you saw Joe Williams even on the Cosby Show, as well as the Count Basie Orchestra with Frank Foster directing it. There's some reruns out there. Go check them out. It's great. And then we heard one of my favorite tunes, personally, Flight of the Foo Birds, which comes from the atomic Count Basie. It's another tune that was written and arranged by the great Neil Hefty. Remember we heard that track, Little Darlin' by Neil Hefty. Well, this was much more of that bebop kind of vocabulary, but with feeling and great time. 
and you can't beat Flight of the Food Birds. And it's one of my personal favorites because that was probably one of the first memorable Count Basie tunes I ever heard a big band play live. And it really stuck with me, and it's still one of my personal favorites. So I had to include it on the last set. And then, of course, how could we forget April in Paris from the album April in Paris by Count Basie and his orchestra on the Verve label. Killer music, killer stuff. And, in fact, it's that song that was featured in Blazing Saddles that I mentioned earlier in the last break. So... There's nothing better than seeing Count Basie in the middle of a desert going, One more time. (laughs) And you just got to love the one more once. You know, it's just Basie, you know. And it reminds me of that Ralph J. Gleason interview in which they asked Basie, what do you want to be remembered for, you know, for your legacy of all the great swing and everything like that? He said, I want to be known as a nice guy. And he was definitely that on top of being a sensational, you know, swing musician with impeccable time and rhythm. So, here's to you, Count Basie. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we do love each and every one of y'all very madly, and we appreciate you listening. So, until next time. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust. <laughs>